and a warm welcome to Smashing Secrets Feng Shui. We're your hosts. My name is Chloe. And I'm Joe, and we're a mother and daughter duo. This show is for all of those that are interested in Feng Shui, including those with no previous experience, but would like to learn how you can improve your life and your successes even more than you're doing already. That's right. This is the show for you because we're going to be breaking down the secrets of feng shui, making the principles much more accessible. This is so you can make your good luck better and make your bad luck smaller. And we're going to discuss how to do that with all the other interesting facts and features of feng shui and everything in between. I hope you enjoy listening. Hello. Hello, my beautiful darling. Hello. How are you, you? I'm good. Can you give me a scratch on the microphone? I forgot to do that. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to do my one. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. What did uh, What did you, the listener, prefer? Mine or mum's? <laughs> I'm going to say mine. I think mine's got a good texture to it. That's my nails. Uh, yeah. I'm, I... I don't actually have very good nails. I like If that's my only fault, I'll live with it. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta say, we both look very nerdy. We both have glasses on and And woolly jumpers. Yeah, I'm. I'm feeling a bit like Harry Potter, but like not great. (laughs) Was that the cat? No, I just knocked over my phone. Everything's fine. So, uh, mum was just saying she's feeling a bit scattery, and I just, mm. I have loads of scattering my going desk. On. Yeah, my, my... Well, it's, a, it's a full moon today in Gemini, and we're saying that it's, um, it's uh, Gemini's day. They're, is... they're yeah. amazing, but the mental energy is high. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm really super processing information at the moment. Oh, really? I'm like churning data and That's trying to. So on point, yeah. And trying to speak to as many people as possible because yeah. I've made promises. Yes. Yeah, that is, that is also very literal Gemini. Wow. And I'm panicking because I can't fit it all in and it's all getting too much. Yeah, yeah, that sounds just about right. Um, I find in those moments of feeling overwhelmed, making a list, that usually really helps. Oh, no, I'm I love a list. On paper. Yeah. Yeah, that just makes the panic stronger because no, the list is quite long. Really? <laughs> I just, yeah, and then I sort of try and remember if I've remembered everything on the list and have I missed anyone off the list and mm. why is my list looking the way it is? And, <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. So, so um, have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, um, you know, how are you? <laughs> you know change the subject procrastinate <laughs> delay things again um well i'm i'm okay actually considering i've been like thinking about this gemini moon for a while and kind of anticipating how i would be feeling and today i woke up and i have started my period and it's oh, very very painful <laughs> yeah it's very very sore to all the boys out there don't I don't know if we've got that many boy listeners, but if we do have boy listeners, I'm sure they're very mature. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got I've got like a hot water bottle uh, at the moment that I had to share with the cat earlier. Um, oh, that's nice. I actually, I took some painkillers and they didn't, I don't think they worked for a while, but what I think really did help was taking 
I've got these menopause complex and I obviously I'm not in my menopause or that I'm aware of, <laughs> but <laughs> the things that are inside of it are really uh, useful. I think it's the ashwanga. That's really ashwanga. Like, yeah. yeah there's, so it's got, I've mate, got that in a hot chocolate powder. Yeah. Oh. I really like it. It's only got a few ingredients. It's got the, it's got magnesium, which will be good. Um, that helps relax the, relax the muscles. muscles. Yeah, exactly. Then it's got like, Dong Gui. Yeah, exactly. Then mm. ashwanga, then alpha, alfalfa powder, turmeric powder, milk thistle, and then like a little bit of green tea powder, and that's all it is. And I really do find they help. They're really okay. useful. Yeah. Well, also, this isn't an um, advert. <laughs> no, no, but um, it could be if they get in touch. But yeah. um, I also think that breathing meditation we did the other day oh, was. Yeah. Pretty cool. Mum and I, mean, I did a breathwork work, breath work workshop. Yeah, con- was it called Conscious Connecting Breathing? Conscious Connected Breath or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Really, I mean, I didn't and I did really didn't anticipate much. I just thought it'd be nice just to hang out with you actually and some people from that kind of um, group that you you've you've been to a few of their workshops, haven't you? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so um, I wanted to join because I couldn't do the other one. And um, instead, it was it was amazing. It was really mm. profound. And mm. um, then, so I got quite a lot out of it and felt euphoric the following day. Mm. Um, felt, did you? I felt yeah, quite I tired. Did. I felt like I felt really tired. tired. I felt really really tired because I'm dehydrated. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I think so because it was quite a lot of deep breath work, wasn't it? Mouth, it wasn't it, mouth breathing. Yeah, but uh, with quite it was quite deep I felt mm. but um I did feel quite euphoric the following day though mm. really really tired and um and then I did another one um just by pure chance I mentioned it to a, f- a friend and she sent me a flyer for the the teacher's teacher the guy that trained our teacher really? yeah yeah and it was oh, that evening weird. it was the 24th of um, November yeah, it was a few days ago, and it was that night, and it was by Zoom. Oh, so yeah, I did, that one. So I did it, and it was amazing. It was mm. just as good as the one we did. And then he did a video link for the next ten days. So I've I've been I did it again this morning before mm. I started work. So even though I've still got all that monkey chatter and all my list is. Oh yeah, it's all about longer. switching off the monkey brain. That was a yeah. Mm. I feel pretty. Good, but my, I just I feel that the breathing thing is is important for keeping me steady because normally when I've got this amount of pressure, I start to get really a little bit not crazy, but I get really well, anxious, yeah, of course, overwhelmed, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the breathing thing came in at a really good time, mm. um, even though I'm a newbie and as we both are, mm. we've got another two workshops booked up haven't we we've got one in well you um, do i've i double booked so i can't go to the the one okay well i've got two at the end of this week but then the following one yeah yeah so i've got two which i feel i need because one of the things that came up cropped up when i did the first one was um being overworked and finding it hard to do the exhale the exhale Mm. was based on relaxation and i wasn't relaxed i was quite tense so i feel that, that that workshop would be 
that extra workshop that I'm doing, I think probably would be quite beneficial. Mm, and well, that's a practice, I, isn't it? Yeah. You just have to keep going and going and going. And I think you... it's three hours. I think it's a three-hour workshop. It's a long mm, one. Nice. And that's with Alan Dolan, who was the teacher of Rob, who we saw. Yeah. And then we're doing the candlelight yeah. calm, which just sounds lovely, magical. And like the really weird thing about this is that the teacher that mom just mentioned, Alan, he, I don't know how you two had connected before, but he was going to be a client of mom's in Lanzarote. So she actually knew about him in some Bef- other yeah. realm before yeah. all of this came up. And we were just like, yeah. whoa, small world. Well, we, we, we chatted on the phone and, and it turns out his feng shui is absolutely brilliant. So I didn't want to mess with it. So, um, so we always said we'll keep in touch. So I haven't done the workshop yet, but hopefully I will. And we can talk feng shui. And, and you know, maybe he might even be a guest. What do you that think, could, Chloe? Yeah, that could be fun. It's so funny that you found a client that had like perfect feng shui. Well, well, to be honest, there's no such thing as 100% perfect feng shui. And it's also time sensitive. So even though at that period of time he had really good feng shui, Mm, oh, it, it, could, it could change the next year. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's and that's what, and that's what a lot. In fact, um, today we were meant to be talking about kitchens, but you brought up a really important point with period. And in fact, one of the things that's cropped up on our Patreon platform is is the um, request. Um, the what's the word? I'm thinking of, request. Thinking, request. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. Um, <laughs> request for more teaching um, information to go a bit deeper, deeper than we're going. So one of the things I thought we could start with is flying stars because it's there's lots of different schools of feng shui, but one important school, formula school, is flying stars, and it's very much time sensitive. And we spend a lot of time talking about period nine, and that's to do with flying stars. So it means the value of the flying stars is going to shift a little bit. And some stars that are very favourable, such as the chap in Lanzarote, it may find that some of some of that energy changes a little bit. They may become better or they may become worse. It depends on the combination. It depends on the facing direction of the building. It really depends on the formation of the environment around you, around that property. So um, whether you've got visible water or visible mountains, where are they in relation to your house? Are they immediately behind you, in front of you, or left and right to you? So Remember, we spoke before ages and ages ago about armchair configuration, which is a quick hack. There's actually a, a, a whole school of land formation that um, can talk about the meridians of the dragon veins on the on the hills and mountains. I mean, all right, I know I'm digressing. Oh my god, no! It's just so weird that you said dragon just then because I had a dream last night that um, there was like you know how like you can have uh, werewolves, like people that turn into yeah wolves. Um, my dream was, I think it was a dog that could turn into a dragon. And for some reason, it it might have had like a human form in, intertwined in there as well. But it oh, for some scary. reason, it didn't, it did, yeah, it didn't like me. And um, <laughs> the lizard man didn't like you. <laughs> no, I don't know if you were in the dream, but I think my was dad I a warrior? was. Was I fighting the lizard? Yeah, you were in a busy in another dream. I don't know where you were. <laughs> I, think I was, on, Dad was, I was on the keyboard somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there was like this shed that it kept trying to like break into to try to like get to me. 
Oh. I was trying to come out. I was trying to come out the other side. I think it was in the shed in the back of Nan's garden. I was trying to like get out was of that, that shed. Back door? Yeah, and I tried. To, I was trying to like get out of there without being noticed and go at the front of the house into like a Range Rover that Dad was in to like try to get away. But like it was just like I don't know. There's so many layers, but a lot of my nightmares are based around like kind of like myth- mythical creatures. This is very mythical though. Um, but at Nan's house, there's been big, big wolves at Nan's house as well. But well, yeah, I mean Nan's Nan's house is in the forest. So in terms of um, archetypal fairy tales, yeah, which is basically morals and ethics. They, they, you know, I I don't want to show off or anything, but I did um, uh, literature for in my university degree. Um, and we did children's literature, which was fascinating. So it's just amazing, absolutely amazing. But um, I did a deep dive into Snow White and um, um, the sort of how fairy stories originated and what they represented and um, things like even horror stories like Dracula and things and, and what what they, they, first of all, give a snapshot of the time but they also carry these sort of stories to help you become sort of, um, you do what society dictates, you know, these perimeters, these et- mm. sort of ethical barriers and things, perimeters. Anyway, we, we should be talking about feng shui. <laughs> so I was talking about time and space, about the values changing. But um, I also want got really excited because I bought some dragon Christmas decorations for the tree. And I really want to show you, show them to you because they match your jumper. Mm. So um, I'll send you a screenshot later. And also, you're probably thinking about the dragons in your dream because we're coming up to Year of the Dragon and your current luck pillar is a oh, dragon. Oh, next year, the dragon? Yeah. Is it's it? a green oh dragon. God. Green a dragon. dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that will clash a little bit with you, my lovely, because oh, it's... fantastic. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but it not had the easiest year, so I'm looking forward to next year. No, but don't be pessimistic. It's what you what you remember. What we've always said: what you focus on is what you'll energize. So, what you what the energy that you're giving, you're sending out to the universe. If you like, your order is is coloured by positive or negative, yin or yang. So, if your order is positive, and that your expectation and your belief in yourself is, then it doesn't matter what's going to come up. It means the result will be just what you need. And the dragon and the dog is very spiritual. It's all about increasing your awareness. And now we're, we're in this huge amount of stuff going on right now because 2024, February 2024, is the beginning of period nine, which is all about spiritual awareness and um, and being kind of open to energy, the shift of energy. And it's going to be expanding rapidly, very, very quickly. So for you, you're going to be super sensitive to that. But that's a good thing. Is that, that just because I've got a dog in my chart? So anybody that's got a dog got in a, their chart? Yeah. Anybody who's got a dog in their chart is going to have that dragon and dog combo. And that's... Um, oh, my dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but I it could be you. anywhere in your chart. So if it's in your year, it's going to affect people around you. So you'll be sensitive to the people around you. You may have a change of a group of friends or you may develop new interests and have new groups of friends, maybe different um, places that you're working in because you have different co-workers. You may move house. You'll have a different so, um, um, community. Environment. Yeah, Our environment community. around you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So the so for the earth energy inside the dragon and the dog, the casing, if you like, represents your resources. So I think it's possibly moving home. That's what I think it could be. But it could be bigger than that. It could be your when you told me about your dream of um, traveling to Europe and you know having a new destination a week or a month. It could be something along those lines because you've got the dragon in your current luck pillar. Now, two dragons don't get on so well. Two dragons bring out self-penalty. So that could be quite emotional for you. So you do have to watch your language because if you start to use pessimistic language, you're going to feel your emotions sinking heavier and your energy dropping more heavily. But inside the dragon for you is water. Water is increases your business, your activity. You'll get more inspired. You may have more ideas. So your as your awareness increases, so will your knowledge, intelligence, and wisdom. So I think it's actually a very pivotal time for you. I think it's a time when you become much more self-aware of your contribution to the to the community and the world at large, but also that you're in a great position to think outside the box, which you've always been good at, always. You've always been a very conceptual sort of innovative person. You see things that, I mean, when you were a kid, with when we when you took that camera, when you borrowed uh, Steve's, what's it, SLR? What's the camera a with the DSLR lens? DSLR camera. Yeah. I was panicking. Think- I was a teenager. <laughs> I was 14. You were barely. You were a young, young little slip of 14. a thing. And you borrowed this camera and I was so scared you were going to break it. So I was panicking, looking up the cost, which was a lot, <laughs> and thinking, oh my God. But what did you do? You saved up the money. You worked really hard. You saved up the money so you could buy your own one. And then you launched, which I was still thinking, this is nuts. How how are you going? What for? You know, I know it's a nice hobby to all the photographers out there. But then you took it into your degree and then that went blossomed into your master's. So you took from that one experience, it grew into something that I couldn't understand. And that reminds me of that. Is it um, the prophet, uh, Cahil Gaban? The chil- your children are living arrows. You can't join them. You, you just launch them. And that's what you're showing to me. So I think that dragon and dog combo is nothing to be afraid of. I think it's very much um, a launch pad. I think you could do amazing, exceptional things during this period. And um and enjoy yourself while doing so. Thank you for that. Right. <laughs> Pep talk. <laughs> sure, everyone appreciated that. So there should we go back to kitchens? There was, there was some good messages that were universal in there. That was what I was thinking when I was listening to you. Yeah, mama knows best. Mummy, <laughs> mama joe. Well, we but, were going to talk about kitchens, mm-hmm. um, which seems can... very foreign at this point. <laughs> Well, we don't have to. We can expand the subject. I mean, do you want to talk about the how the um, well, let's, stars let's carry on, will change? Let's, yeah, let's, let's carry on talking about the next year because we've spoken a little bit about the dragon. Mm-hmm. So um, you've got five flavours of dragon. You've, five flavours of dragon. So this one's going to be a green dragon, a wood dragon. Okay. Um, that means the heavenly stem is, is represented by yang wood. And the earthly branch is represented by the energy of the dragon. Inside the dragon is a storage of water. So uh, that, 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 uh, oh, how can I explain it? So dragons, there's four, um, if you like, great, they call it graves, which is a little bit off-putting, but um, it also means storages. So there's four 
um, of the tw- out of the twelve earthly branches, you've got four of them which are known as graves, and the dragon's one is known as grave of water. But that literally means a storage of water. But that energy can only be released whenever there's an interaction with a particular key, if you like. One is a dog. So the, when the dragon comes in contact with the dog, that can react. Both stars react together and release the storage of water. And for the dog, which is another grave, it's the storage of fire. So that's a very dynamic energy. But it is to do, it can be to do with that very thin layer between um, the hidden world of, of um, spiritual world, if you like, um, if you really want to go into the ghost side of it. I mean, that's not where my main focus is. My main focus is looking at it more as energy rather than labelling, oh, that's, you know, a ghost or something. But, you know, I know they exist. I just, I don't focus on that. I focus more on the environment. And um, sometimes you get haunted houses and you feel it. I've I've done a feng shui job in Italy of um, something that really was quite terrifying. And... um, and oh yeah, you told us about that. I can't tell you what episode it was, but you yeah. did. You did well, go into quite, that. Yeah, it was quite very scary, weird. but so very weird. And um, to be honest, that's outside my remit. I'm not a psychic, and um, I'm not a ghost hunter or or um, a, a pastor that can do um, you know send them on. But some in Chimandanjai, which is another subject we we can get cra- talking about perhaps later. There is a spiritual realm to it, which I do use. So I do meditate, I do pray, and I do tune into my Chimandanjai superpower. And um, I know that you do in, intuitively. Your you have yours, and so so I I know this realm exists, but I'm not focusing on ghosts. I'm trying to say, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're talking uh, about dragons, about, four dragons, um, grave oh, dragons, monkey brains. dragons. Yeah, yeah. So dr- dragons and dogs will release the storage, but also monkeys and rats will combine in a favourable way with the dragon and also produce the water element. So mm. for 2024, those with monkeys and rats will find that on the whole, this will be a great year for them in terms of releasing water. Great if water, if you need water in your chart. Water is to do with knowledge and wisdom and understanding, but it also can be do, um, to do with wealth and prosperity. So that's around. Uh, wood is about action, action orientated. So I'm just giving a very quick breakdown because I thought maybe when we get closer to February, I'll do a more detailed one for each sign. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So just generally, another one that's going to do well in 2024 is roosters. Roosters and dragons combine very well. So um, that produces the metal element. So um, that's good for roosters. Um, what else do you want? To- oh, and period nine. So the timing of stars. So space. Your so if you're living in a period eight house and you're activating some of the stars in your home, such as maybe the wealth star number eight, you will find that come period nine, come February, you're going to get different results. Things will not be the same. So instead, the star that's going to be attracting the greatest benevolence, which is associated with happiness and joy, is going to be star number nine. And obviously, if you have a sudden windfall, you're going to be happy, usually. So um, activate that instead of star eight, because star eight is now going to start to fade because it's no longer timely. 
when in period eight, that was the most auspicious star, but in period nine, it isn't. It's starting to fade. Another star that's going to increase in value is period um, is star number one. Now, star one is um, really useful for knowledge and wisdom. It's a water star, so it's there's lots. Of, in fact, on the Patreon, I'm going to go into it in much greater detail, and we'll do um, audio and video, and well, I'll put pictures up and things like that. But um, and later on, when we do flying stars in more detail on our podcast, I can talk about that in more detail and what's the other one um and two now this two's a star two is interesting because in period eight star two was associated with sickness and poor health it did have a positive all stars have got a, a positive and a negative but the the overall energy was actually more unfavorable than positive it could be favorable for land development and properties but it was still you'd still be careful around it because it could be unfavorable for particularly digestive orders or people that may have chronic illnesses. Now, in period nine, star number two becomes much, much more favourable. So we can start activating that. Um, Then you're going to have some neutral stars like um, six and um, four, but they're also going to shift in value. And um, some of the more tricky stars, um, like star number five, is also going to increase in value because star five is an earth energy and period nine is fire. And we know that fire produces earth. So we've got to pay a little bit more attention to where the fives in our home are, whether they're to do with relationships and health or whether they're to do with prosperity, because we might be activating them and um, suddenly find that we've got a whole heap of woes going on. So that's to do with time and space and period nine coming up in February and lasting for the next 20 years, although the dragon's only for one year. Cool. Any well, queries or questions? Um, it's not a query or a question, it's a comment. Okay, go for it. <laughs> well, go. Um, when I was in uh, Harrods uh, the other day working, I overlooked at what they were working on and what I'm doing at Harris is I'm assisting the casting operator there and we are working towards a shoot for Chinese New Year. Are you? <laughs> yeah, are you it was interesting really? because um, I could see the graphics that they were creating and then uh, like what on colors? Photoshop. Yeah, which was really fun to see. And then... Uh, we've got like specific requirements for the audience for that uh, style of photography and that culture. Okay, so and, uh, yeah, I think it said like, I think they said they didn't like the number six, but it must have been the number five. But I think I remember thinking because there, there's like specific requirements, like not to have like uh, symbols of uh, specific things in that culture that are like bad. And you say it's five, yeah. right? It must have been a five, but I feel like it was a six. But anyway, I don't know if I should be talking about this because it's probably... Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll d- tell you what they don't like is numbers four and two together because that means death and again. Mm. So, um, so, but they might not be talking about it in terms of feng shui language. They may be talking about it more in terms of culture. Yeah. So, yeah. But I thought that was interesting to see yeah. two when- uh, people, cro- uh, two jobs of mine cross over like that i was like oh yeah (laughs) well when does that campaign go live 
probably for Chinese New Year. Beginning of Feb. Let me just look up when that Chinese New Year starts exactly. Wouldn't it be like the 7th? No, I think you'll find it is this year. It's on the 4th. The 4th. Oh, yeah. Usually it's on the roundabout then, isn't it? It's the 4th of February, 4.26pm. Great. I will Mm. remember that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We should go out for dim sum. Yeah. Dim sum and tea. I wanna, there's a tea I want to try that comes from a, a tree that's 500 years old. Yeah, I know, but the reviews aren't very good to that place. Yeah, but the tea's probably delish. I don't know. I reckon if the reviews are that bad, I don't think it's going to be that good. It might even be a lie. Oh, <sighs> False advertising. <laughs> but anyway, um, I think we should both get on with our jobs, our other jobs, because we are... In the middle of a working day, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between. Yes, that is true. So shh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hi. darling, I love you. Have love a super you. duper day. Hope and your friends get you better. And love too. Thanks. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.